Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Mark Rayshep. This is Another Bottle Down on Co-op Radio. We talk about wine and the wine industry, and uh, and we kind of touch on restaurants from time to time. And uh, I'm really, really excited for the show that we have coming up. We have live in the studio Brandon Watson, who is food editor of the Austin Chronicle, and he is also uh, the restaurant critic and, and, and covers the restaurant scene really in-depthly, and they are just out. Thursday came to the shelves, the Austin Chronicle's First Plates edition, which talks all about the top 100 restaurants, and I'm really looking forward to digging in to everything that Brandon has going on uh, in the Austin restaurant scene. Uh, without further ado, thank you so much, Brandon, for uh, coming in. Brandon Watson, the food editor and, and restaurant critic. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to digging in. Last year you were on the show, but we didn't have a chance to actually mention your top picks. So Now the issue's actually out. And now we the, can talk about it. Right. The issue came out Thursday, hit the shelves, and then you know the, uh, the Chronicle runs for a full week. So, uh, But I think it's more than just a weekly special. Uh, there's an insert that you can save and kind of keep around your house to act as as a reference guide, right? Yeah, we certainly intend it to be a year-round guide to uh, the the best restaurants in Austin. So, if a month or two from now you wanna wanna you can't decide what to eat for dinner, you can go to the guide, and it's uh, divided by. Um, Various neighborhoods, somewhat artificially, because we cover the surrounding areas. But um, it's a it's a good way just to answer that question: what to eat tonight? Right. Well, and and Austin is so geographical, geographically divided, and so uh, I think that that is a could be a real resource to folks. Yeah, absolutely. So let's. Um Let's dig right into it. Let's get let's get right to the to the meat of the matter, which is um, your top ten list. And what 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 do you feel is really um, the the showstopper in the Austin restaurant scene? Well, I feel like that list. Um, it's it's almost a shame for it to be uh, top ten because the. Uh, they're all really great restaurants and the differences between them are like comparing apples to oranges. My top two are Kamuri Tatsuya, which is this really fun amalgamation of Texas smokehouse food and uh, Japanese cuisine. And then you have Apis, which is a very carefully sourced new American restaurant. And they couldn't be more different in saying one's one, one's two. It's That's really hard for me to say. It's just... It's somewhat subjective right right and and so right we can, you know but you're in a really tough position as a critic as far as you know everybody wants the top 10 but then uh, how do you kind of think about what what restaurants actually make that list can you give us a little glimpse into your process yeah um, the most important thing for me is that I feel like the restaurants on the list define Austin in some way um, and even with uh, DD, a trailer um, that's Northern Thai and fairly traditionally Northern Thai, it, it still defines um, what Austin is as a hospitality city. So these are the restaurants, whether they're an upscale experience or something more down home, that just really um, speak to a sense of city. Right, right. And so, you know, the, the theme of the issue is uh, comfort food, we should say. And, and um, let me have you describe kind of the, the, the origins of that. How did that come about? And, um, and, and how did that factor into, you know, the, the, the issue? 
When we were um, looking for a cohesive theme, we thought that this is, um, we all need comfort right now. It's a turbulent world. And I've always thought that comfort, um, elevated comfort food is something that defines um, Austin as a city, especially um, you see it in a lot of pastry programs. You'll see something from childhood that has been given, um, you know, a little flourish with professional chef techniques. And it's something that Austin really excels at. I think that's what people um, want to eat in Austin, whether it's Tex-Mex or um, Czech. It's it's kind of Texas food, too, is comfort food. Right, yeah. And, uh, I mean, tacos and, and, and chips. And, and barbecue. And barbecue. That's, that's all comfort. Right, right. And, and this idea of nourishing us that, that, that is just such a, you know, I think maybe sometimes restaurants lose sight of that as to, you know, they want to give a great experience. But part of that is just like providing this very nourishing food. Kevin Fink was just on the show and that, that is something that he thinks a lot about. Yeah, and it's uh, it's remarkable uh, to use Fink as the example. It's remarkable to see in a very, very upscale restaurant, um, very obsessive with how they mill flour or how they plate their plates. It's interesting to see a restaurant like that do a uh, simple roti, which is uh, it's it's comfort food. Um, I, I think that's a thread that um, goes goes throughout um, our hospitality community. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're uh, tuning in, uh, I'm with Brandon Watson, who is the food editor of the Austin Chronicle, and we're talking about the First Plates uh, edition, and you can uh, also find information at uh, austinchronicle.com, and I I guess there's a digital version of all of what we're talking about right here, right, with an interactive map? Yeah, with an interactive map, and there's a few extras online as well. Um, We asked um, some of our writers to um, interpret that theme of comfort food and to to write pieces about it. Um, Some are very personal. Um, uh, One of our writers is talking about growing up in the restaurant industry. Um, One of our writers is talking about hot Dr. Pepper. So there's some interesting reads online right now. Yeah, (laughs) very cool. Well, um, so we kind of glanced over some of some of the, your top tens, but can we talk uh, and uh, about uh, some trends that we're seeing and and maybe some surprises that you're seeing in the restaurant scene? And maybe we can start with: uh, Are we getting better in the in the restaurant scene in Austin? Uh, we're we're always getting better and worse. Um, <laughs> it, it, it it comes in waves. Um, as as someone who eats out an inordinate amount of time, um, I I get more jaded from from eating out than the average Austin customer um, it does. And I think for the average Austin customer, we still excel at so many things. Um, for a while, I felt like um, too many restaurants were being uh, developed by community instead of the um, the passion of a chef that didn't really have a lot of voice, but there's a new generation opening that are um, like the number one Kamuri Tatsuya that do have a distinct voice. And, you know, it's um, every time I'm jaded, something comes along <laughs> that uh, wakes me up again. Right. Do you think that it's so? Kamuri is uh, to talk about them. They're they're a second location and second concept, right? Uh, from an existing place. Do you feel like that you're in almost a an advantageous space already, kind of uh, running something and then and then reinventing a different concept? 
I, 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 in that particular restaurant, I don't feel like they were because they're they're known as a ramen shop. They're the people behind Ramen Tatsuya, and what they're doing at Kamuri is so different from just ramen. It's a lot more upscale. There's a lot more uh, small plates going on and a lot more sort of, um, not, not creativity necessarily, but they're... Um, there's a lot more techniques that the kitchen is using than at um, the ramen tatsuya shops. Yeah. And uh, do are you seeing kind of any... So we kind of talked about some comfort dessert programs that are really, really wowing you. Um, any type of cuisine that, that, that you're seeing that is just... Uh, and, and granted, this can fit in the bubble of comfort food, right? But any kind of genres that are really intriguing you that you think that, that Austin's in a hot spot right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating to see how Austin works. A uh, year or two years ago, we were in this uh, Italian craze, which we're finally ending um, <laughs> that. We're finally at the tail end of that. But um, the newest thing that's popping up is this sort of contemporary Tex-Mex or contemporary interior Mexican restaurant that uh, does a, l- a little more upscale take on, um, you know, the traditional trappings of those those cuisines. We're seeing a lot of new restaurant announcements that fit in that category. And then we have um, something like Griselda's that was on the list that's already open that has this exquisite, beautifully designed um, dining room that's very different from the Tex-Mex that Austin is used to. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, so uh, again, this is the first plates edition. I'm talking with Brandon Watson. Um, any, any. So you, you have your finger on the on the pulse. Of course, this is uh, the time frame that is is probably the the all the whole past year. So 2016, 2017. Mm. Do you are there any uh, restaurants that are kind of coming on the scene that are really intriguing you, or any plans that that you're um, that you're really interested in? Any restaurant groups that are growing that that are, you're really excited about? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of group um, growth. Uh, Chameleon, who um, the Chameleon Group, they have uh, Wu Chow and Swift's Attic. They should have a new restaurant guild opening up um, really soon. Um, I haven't reviewed it yet, but um, Bonomi from Chef Philip Spear, who's been a long time uh, chef in town, he was. Uh, a long time with High Hospitality Group. Um, it's a really great concept and made it to the list, even though I haven't gotten around to actually <laughs> reviewing it yet. Right, right. And, the, you know, I love how the neighborhood breakdown. Are there any neighborhoods that are kind of really hot spots now that, that you're seeing, uh, really uh, trying to define themselves as a, a dining neighborhood? I would say the Burnett area has, um, especially over the past year, has gone from sort of this uh, nondescript sort of neighborhood with a sort of panoply of shops to really a dining destination. Uh, Barley Swine is um, over there um, with their uh, new location, or it's not that new anymore, but uh, their newer location. And um, you have a second location of Buffalino over there. Um, some really, really cool things are going on over in that part of town. 
Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations for putting out the uh, the issue. We've got just a, f- a few more moments. There's a few. Uh, the, the Chronicle has been celebrating uh, this issue with a series of parties uh, over the past week, right? Yeah. How, how's that been going? And then tonight is actually the last uh, party at the Peached uh, Social House up, yeah. up on uh, Lamar, North Lamar, right? Yeah. Um, the last one's at Peach Social House, which is um, from uh, the Peach Tortilla, uh, Eric Silverstein over there. And we're having sort of a kind of comfort food bites event um, tonight with um, birthday cake mimosas and mac and cheese and all sorts of great things. Um, Earlier in the week, we had a lovely dinner at um, Alkmaar. Um, We had an event at um, Austin Beer Garden Brewing Company and a little um, taco giveaway at Cuvée. So we've been kind of um, celebrating all week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, again, Brandon, thank you so much for coming in. Brandon Watson is the food editor uh, of the Austin Chronicle and just out with their first plates edition. Any any final thoughts before maybe we'll see you next year when, when the uh, issue comes out again? You know, it's a beautiful food community we have here and each of the restaurants on our list deserve deserve our support and attention um it's uh um, any of them on the list is just we'll give you a great time right and i love the you know wonderful write-ups and wonderful descriptions that are going throughout the issue so uh wonderful so thank you so much and we'll we'll see you next year when it comes out again my pleasure thank you (laughs) 